Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. I'm Nate. <laughs> and, and I'm Mike. <laughs> well, I'm Nate. He's Mike. Uh, we're all good. What Perfect. are we smoking? What are we smoking tonight? We are smoking the CAO Bella Vanilla. And this is uh, part two of our CAO flavors, uh, where we're going to smoke all the different flavors and then tell you which one's best. So far, very sweet. Uh, not a lot of flavor. Yeah, um, I would concur. Uh, the interesting thing is, um, just a couple of days ago, I had I had smoked a um, Placencia Alma Forte, and it's a uh, hex press, and it's chocolate and citrus. Uh, but actually, for the first maybe inch and a half, two inches, there wasn't really any any hint of the flavor in that one. Uh, so definitely curious to see if this one will. Sure, change over time. <sighs> so we had uh, we had smoked the um, the Moon Trance, which is a bourbon vanilla, and now we're doing the the Bella vanilla. Uh, we decided to do the vanillas back to back. At least for our listeners. Yes. Uh, but it is much, much sweeter uh, than the Moon Trance. And I don't know what Bella Vanilla is, if it's just what they decided to call it. But it's, I don't think it's quite as tasty as the, the Moon Trance, the bourbon vanilla. No. So far, the tobacco isn't uh, entirely satisfying either. But I'm not even a quarter inch in, really, so. Yeah. We'll see. We shall we will see. We'll see how it goes. Yes. So and, uh, what are we going to talk about today, Nate? I thought we would talk about some nipples. Perfect. You're talking about uh, Rigid Steel or EMT or Black Pipe, something like that? Something. Any, any kind of nipples, uh, they're all good. Um, no, but the, uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know if anyone remembers, uh, there was, I guess I did a little looking it up. Um, not, not so much the nipple part, but, uh, there was, I guess like a movie or documentary that came out maybe 2016 and it was called free the nipple. Okay. And, uh, I don't know if you've seen that hashtag, you know, hashtag free the nipple. Uh, but that's kind of where this. Uh, term came from, originated from, because uh, leading up to this documentary, and I don't know how accurate it is, because uh, I've never seen it, but <clears throat> leading up to this documentary, they were doing a whole bunch of social uh, campaigning to make the female nipple as acceptable in public as the male nipple is. So if any of you have gone to a beach or a pool or uh, just your neighbor's backyard in the summer, you have probably seen somebody else's male nipple. I suppose so, yes. And maybe, maybe uh, if you're a male, you have exposed your nipple to other people. Oh, yes. Um, so I guess what I wanted to kind of talk about is, is the female nipple inherently sexual? Should they be allowed to, uh, you know, free their nipples in public spaces? Uh, and what, what do we think about that? 
Well, I know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so we're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to try, and maybe we won't try, but I was hoping we would try to be kind of objective about this. Um, I mean, my initial, my initial thought is love the nipples. Let's see all the nipples. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that's taking into account all of the different, um, viewpoints or things that maybe you should take into account when thinking about nipples. Uh, I mean, I am also pro nipple and I would be a big fan, but, uh, you know, I, I recently read an article or not read an article. I was watching a YouTube video and the guy linked it to an article. So I read the article after the guy mentioned it, but apparently in several countries, including Australia, Female Uber drivers are allowed to discriminate against male riders. And this worked in Latin America and other places. So the women drivers are allowed to only have male customer or female customers if they want. There's a little thing they can check. So uh, I don't think women could handle, most women could handle the amount of negative attention that they would receive as a result of going around topless. I don't think, I think that even the women who want to advocate for freeing the nipple would only do so one time. It would only take once. Or maybe, you know, certain areas, you know, like the beach, maybe. Um, maybe. Uh, I don't know. You know, like I'm trying to think of all the times I'm shirtless and <clears throat> it's not very many. Yeah, cruising like the out, lake. out in public, you know. Yeah, cruising the lake I could maybe see. But even then, I don't think that they would want that you know, drunk boaters, you know, I mean, I just don't see a lot of instances where most women would be okay with the attention they get. You know, women, a lot of women can't handle the attention they get already uh, without being shirtless, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess that's kind of where my, or my question in my head was, is, is the female nipple inherently sexual I mean uh, I so I, I get it in our society yes um, but if you go back there was a time where if a woman showed her ankle you know that would cause men to, to hoot and holler and catcall at the construction sites and and all that stuff um, now is, is an ankle inherently sexual I you know how many people Google ankles. I don't, don't answer that. I don't want to know. Um, but can an uh, ankle look nice? Yes, I suppose. I suppose there's a stories of uh, Victorian. A lot of the old Victorian furniture has the skirts on the tables because they thought it was lewd to see the legs of a table. Uh, so we do generate that. I know there's a indigenous cultures where the women are shirtless and doesn't seem to cause a problem in their society. Yeah. Well, like those, the, you're talking to those really uh, kind of uncomfortable documentaries they'd show you in middle school with like the, the tribes women. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, chief's wife here. Uh, pay no attention to her nipples. Yes. Uh, so I guess like the other question then is, you know, I mean, uh, how different is a female nipple from a male nipple? I mean, outside of, 
to the, you know, feeding a baby. Um, I wouldn't say a whole lot. I don't know. Like how much I don't know. I mean, I would say that most women have larger nipples than men. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, that but they don't necessarily have to look different than a male nipple. But but then the question is, is it really the nipple? Because, um, you know, you can you can see women with like the pasties on or tape over their nipple. Um, I went to the pride parade or pride festival uh, down here in Minneapolis uh, a couple years ago, maybe four or five years ago. And all the women were topless, uh, but they had, you know, like tape over their nipples. Sure. And I don't know, I guess, is the nipple the sexual part of the boob? <laughs> if I mean, uh, not, to, not to try and be like overly lewd or, or sure. you know, like I don't want to be that, oh, that man, he's talking about boobs and nipples and and um, it's really getting them going because it's not. It's just I'm trying to In help. my personal opinion, the boob without a nipple is pointless. I'm not a fan of big That's, breasts is, in is general. Is that a pun? <laughs> it is punny. It is punny. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the I'm, I'm not a fan of big boobs in general. And uh, literally the point of the boob is the nipple. Ha ha. <laughs> Uh, well, so, I mean, we're not talking about what you or I like. Mm-hmm. We're trying to decipher if, um, you know, freeing the nipple, one, if that, if, if it makes sense, like just in theory, and then two, if it did make sense in theory, could our society handle it? Could our culture handle it? I think our society would handle it just fine. I don't think it would affect anything. The sort of people that would be offended by seeing a woman's titties aren't going to the places where women are going to be hanging their titties out anyway. You know, uh, the moral purists are not going to the beach, probably, I'm guessing. Probably not. I mean, there's some fairly revealing legal-to-wear swimsuits. Um, Absolutely. You know, so I don't I don't know that that's it. And, but I, I guess I wasn't so concerned about, like, the moral purists. I was worried more about, like, you know, the bar crowd or... Like I say... Um, I don't think that most women would, most of the women who want to free the nipple would not be freeing the nipple for more than a uh, one time. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm just I'd guessing. I'm, I'm just guessing. Like I say, women can't even handle being an Uber driver, uh, as a group, not every, you know, there's individual women who can do whatever they want. But as a group, women in general do not do dangerous things. You know, look at the, I just, I checked out the list of the 25 most dangerous jobs in the United States, and they are all male dominated professions for a reason. Women are danger averse. And uh, I think they would find out very quickly that it's dangerous to walk around without a shirt on. But why (laughs) is it dangerous? Because there are very lewd men. (laughs) So then are the men the problem? Um, probably, I guess. Well, and that is is also probably why I would say it's natural to our species for men to be more dangerous, you know? Yeah. But is it, I mean, so is it natural for men to be more like sexual, sexualized? I mean, I guess like, are, are are we the only, we're, 
the only species on the planet where we sit here and we we have to be very very careful about like sexual advances um i mean you could say it's true for both sides but both sides don't kind of don't get equal uh representation in the media or in the law uh even like the johnny depp amber heard case going on you know it's everyone kind of had a favorite side until they started getting into the details sure I so guess I, is it, I've, I've learned some of the details of that case, but I wasn't on anybody's side. I just assumed that they were both abusers. You yeah, know, it's kind of like way. the Will Smith slap. You know, it's it's unfortunate, um, but they both have money and can do what they want. And I don't know, sure. not to not to minimize, you know, abuse and things. But the only reason it's it's in the headlines is because they are who they are, not because of abuse. Right. All right. And I, I watched a little snippet today and I did not know that that bitch cut his finger off with a f- broken liquor bottle. I didn't know that either until, until, uh, until you said, <laughs> yeah, apparently they cross examined some doctor that never saw him, but said that it wasn't, it didn't happen that way. And it's pretty well documented that, she cut his fucking finger off with a bottle of vodka or something, something crazy like that. Did he? Did he get it reattached? Or yes, he did. Oh, okay, in Australia. <laughs> did they put it on upside down? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. But I'm a what an inch and a half maybe in. I'm not liking this. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think I'm about halfway. Um, halfway done and it's not 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 fabulous we'll put it that way oh it's 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 like a it's a harsher harsher vanilla um but the vanilla is kind of like overpowering everything else whereas the moon trance i felt really complimented the tobacco i don't think the tobacco was very good in this one no at least in mine the tobacco doesn't seem to be of the quality I expect from a CAO cigar. Yeah. And uh, I think that's harshing my experience, you know? And I I get that vanilla flavor, but there's a like that taste of bad tobacco, that like acidic, bad taste, yeah. you know? Yep. That I'm just focusing on in my head. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, if you take, like, the imitation vanilla extract and you put too much in it, it kind of, like, burns. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe that was it, but it could be the tobacco. Maybe they just put, you know, maybe the vanilla they used wasn't wasn't good either. Sure. It reminds me of a Swisher Sweet. Yeah, not quite that bad, but uh, <clears throat> I, I would see no reason, and it might be early to call it. <laughs> But I would see no reason to ever grab this over the Moon Trance if you wanted a vanilla, vanilla cigar. No, no, I love the Moon Trance. Like I say, uh, we were at the Renaissance Festival three, four years ago. Had yeah, four years ago. Uh, I bought two of them, and Sarah had never smoked one, and she loved it. She thought it was great. So uh, we walked around the <laughs> walked around the Ren Fair smoking cigars. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this I would not recommend. So far. No. Yeah, so far. Uh, yeah, I'm... Um, 
I don't know, probably two and a half, three inches from the end now. Um, maybe I'm just smoking it fast too, but it's, uh, yeah, I got two well, and a half we'll inches see. left. I don't think that I'm smoking it any faster than I would a normal cigar of this size. Yeah, it's it's not a very beefy cigar. Um, oh yeah, we forgot to say it's a robusto size again. Uh, so they're pretty quick and nice size. I think robustos yeah. are pretty common. I like gordos too, but yeah. You always pick topics that are uncomfortable to talk about. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's one of those ones where my initial thing is why, why not? You know, if if you're all about individual freedom and individual oh, rights, why not? And then, kind of like the animal in me is like, of course, I would love to see nipples. Um, you know, it's like, do you want you know chocolate on your brownie? Of course, I do. Um, or whatever, just one of those things. But I think that. And, you know, in some states it is legal. Um, there was, a, there was an, actually a state where it was legal. The woman was exercising that right and she got uh, arrested and, and fined. And then she took it to court and actually won almost 30 grand for wrongful, wrongful imprisonment or whatever. So, oh, um, but it's one of those things where it's like there'd have to be kind of a big mind shift. And that's why I don't think our culture would be okay with it here in America anyway is because you've got, and maybe in big cities it'd be a different thing, but you've got so many people that are so wanting to impose what they think is right on everybody else. And it's the same people that say we're the freest nation on the planet, um, but they won't let you say fuck on TV. Um, You can't show nudity on TV certain channels now on, on different platforms and stuff like that. But, um, you know, when I went to London in 2007, I was of that mindset until I turned on the news and they're saying, Oh yeah. And this fucking guy or whatever, you know, so they had, uh, it was a little more free there. It wasn't every channel and they weren't saying everything, but you know, it's like, we're kind of repressed in, in certain areas, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, the people that say we're the freest nation on earth, uh, First of all, they haven't been to other places, I'm guessing, because yeah. freedom and is most not, times uh, not out of their state. Right. Freedom is not the sole purview of the United States. We are a fairly free place, right? And if you if a corporation is involved, is very free. Corporate persons, as they're called in the United States, can do whatever the fuck they want. But yes. a person, person like me can get arrested for having the wrong plant in their garden, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's a native plant or not. Not rhubarb. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I think, um, I think let's save the corporate stuff for our next episode because I had something to kind of lead into that mm. for the second episode. Interesting. Uh, the, I mean, the next episode. Sure. Unless you had something in mind. No, no, no. I I was going to talk about the most dangerous jobs in the country. And oh, make well, let's do of, that uh, and finish yeah. up this cigar, and let's talk about the most dangerous jobs. Yeah, I was going to make fun of uh, police and ladies who can't handle driving a fucking taxi. Okay. <laughs> now, when you, when you say you're going to make fun of police, are you making fun of the police that can't tell their service pistol from their taser? 
uh, I'm going to make fun of the police that want everybody to S their D. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, there's a big culture, uh, at least where I'm, I live, of having the fascist flag is what I call it in my head. It's like the blue the thin blue line. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fascist flag. And it's like, you motherfuckers don't even have top 20 most dangerous jobs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've had several different careers in my life and three of them are more dangerous than what a police does by the, by the numbers more dangerous. Yep. So, you know, I let's, just, let's get into it <laughs> next episode. Let's do it next. Episode. Oh, I thought we were doing that this episode. Oh, we can do that this episode. That's fine. <clears throat> sure. I don't know. I've got two inches of the scar left. No, oh, so do I. Unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CIO, you failed on this one. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So anyway, uh, I started getting into this little subject because Uber was going to allow women or is going to allow women in Australia, but they've already been doing it in Latin America to only take uh, female customers. And there's a shit ton of videos of male Uber drivers getting attacked by women. And now this right wing hate machines all getting, you know, getting their panties in a twist. So I was like, well, taxi drivers, I've always been always been told driving a taxi is pretty dangerous. So I looked it up and uh, I went to the University of Delaware site. This is from 2020. Uh, So we're looking up data from the university and this should be a fairly, you know, good site or whatever. Yeah. Most dangerous job, logger. Uh, By it's twice as more dangerous or twice as dangerous as the next job. Right. Okay. So it's the most dangerous by far. It's 111 uh, injuries, fatal injuries, deaths per 100,000 workers. Yeah. Is the next most dangerous job to be a tree? <laughs> you would think so, right? Yeah. Sorry. Little lumberjack joke there. <laughs> <laughs> the second most dangerous job, which I'm not sure how they do this, because flying is less dangerous than driving. Yeah, but it's uh, aircraft pilot and flight engineers. So basically, okay. piloting an aircraft, and that's fifty-three per hundred thousand. So it's half as dangerous. Well, are they uh, taking into account like the little uh, Cessnas and things like that? So there's I'm an awful lot of like are. private private plane crashes, you know. Right. I uh, feel yes. The majority of aircraft pilot fatalities occur in crashes of privately owned planes and helicopters rather than okay. regularly scheduled commercial jet aircraft. Okay. So it is. It's taking the private stuff into account. The third most dangerous job, which I've done, derrick operators in oil, gas, and mining. So working on oil derrick or drill rig or something to do with the oil industry and the fracking and the drilling and things of that. So it says uh, derrick, rotary drill, service unit operators, oil, gas, and mining, which I used to do that. Yeah, as an electrician, but we would work on the rigs and shit too. Definitely, I definitely did not have the most dangerous job on a drill rig. All I was doing was hooking up temporary power and fixing stuff when it broke. Yeah. Uh, so, not, not trying to put myself out there, but I have done that job. Number four is roofers. Okay. No shock there. Five is garbage collector. A garbage collector is number five, and it's 34 in 100,000. So we're already down 
to a third less dangerous than logging. Yeah. Uh, iron worker. Never been an iron worker. Delivery driver. Which they drive around all the time. So, of course, they're going to they're gonna be yeah. in vehicle accidents a lot. Farmer. Firefighter supervisor. I don't know why the supervisors are there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, firefighter supervisor. And that's well, maybe 20 they don't. per 100,000 workers. So already down a, uh, a fifth less than yeah. the most dangerous job. Ten is linemen. I've helped linemen. I've never been a lineman, but I've helped them. They're also 20. Agricultural worker is 20, which I've worked. I worked as an agricultural worker for two summers and uh, grew up in a rural area. So it shouldn't surprise anybody that I've done egg work. Uh, so that's 20 per 100,000. Crossing guards. I was a crossing guard as a child, but I'm guessing that these are in city areas. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. Crane operators, which is 19. Construction helpers, so laborers. I've done that. Yeah. That's 18. Landscape supervisors. Again, why the supervisor? You would think that being the worker would be more dangerous than being the supervisor. Well, maybe the supervisor doesn't get the protective gear. Ah, yeah, maybe. That's possible. There's a lot of supervisors dying, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 18 per 100,000 seems like a lot. Uh, highway maintenance workers, which I've done highway maintenance work. That's 18 per 100,000. Cement masons, 17. Small engine mechanic. Small engine mechanic. How the hell is a small engine mechanic on the most dangerous jobs list? Uh, well, but it's 15. I don't know, but I do have a story about a small engine mechanic that I knew. Mm. It's a quick one. Uh, my grandpa had a cabin, and uh, the neighbor there uh, was a was a preacher. Uh, but one time he was working on his lawnmower, and he took it all apart. He put it all back together, but he forgot to tighten the screw on the flywheel. And he pulled that rip cord, or the pull start cord, and the flywheel shot right out of his lawnmower, cracked him in the teeth, and he lost like four of his front teeth. Wow. Now, I wouldn't call him a, a small engine mechanic, but... Right. Oh, transportation incidents are the most common cause of death for small engine mechanic. Oh, okay. <laughs> so car accidents. Apparently, a lot of small engine mechanics get into car accidents. <laughs> I guess they do house calls. Yes. Uh, supervisors of mechanics... Which apparently that is due to obtaining supplies and equipment. Oh, okay. Heavy vehicle mechanics. So mechanics in general here. Yep. Apparently being a mechanic is a pretty dangerous job. Uh, grounds maintenance worker. I've done that job. Yep. Uh, that's exactly what you think of. Oh, uh, what would it be? Like a, a landscaper or, you know, somebody who mows lawns full time. Mm-hmm. Number 22 at 14 per 100,000 worker deaths. All the way down here beneath garbage men, fucking people who mow lawns for a living are police officers. Police officers. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That crazy. And the other crazy thing is that that thin blue line flag, um, as much as the people who love the police force, 
and America. And as much as those same people hate uh, when professional athletes kneel during the national anthem, citing, well, that's disrespectful to the flag, kneeling during the national anthem is not against the United States flag code. You know it is against the United States flag code? Making the United States flag a sticker. So any American flag stamp is against the flag code. Uh, altering the American flag in any way. Not having the American flag flying the correct way. Uh, making the American flag clothe or um, making the American flag into clothing, and these are all things that these people do. So you're saying that uh, my upside down flag tags that I have on my work boots is against the flag code? Yes. <laughs> I've caused many a fight with my upside down flag tags. <laughs> I have usually with people wearing Chinese made boots. Yep. Uh, it's one of those things, though. The flag code. I don't. I don't know if if it's actually you know, in practice to legally enforce that or not, or if it's even legally enforceable. I think it's just guidelines um, written out. Oh, it's um, definitely not enforceable. No, definitely um, not. But you know, it's just interesting when people say, "Well, that's disrespectful to the flag," and they do all these things that the United States has deemed disrespectful to the flag <laughs> so sure well and you know i know it would never pass legal muster but i would support a law banning importation of any item with an american flag on it that wasn't made in america you know like how about the uh, made in, how about the made in china american flags yes oh easily or made in china american flag boots i see fucking idiots buy these stupid Cowboy boots with the American flag on them. They're made in communist China. It, that does bother me. I know it shouldn't, but yeah, it does. All the same. So speaking about communist China, and I've got about an inch left, which I might not actually finish. Um, but I did hear that Biden said the United States would get involved militarily in Taiwan if China made a move. I saw that, yeah. Then he, he walked it back. Well, they always do. Well, Biden's a gaff machine. He always has been. Yeah. And now he's more prone to that sort of thing, as far as I can tell. Not to be too much of a dick, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're when you're a certain age, you just got to play the same old hits, you know? Right. I have about an inch and a half left of this cigar, and it is truly now acidic and atrocious <laughs> yeah why don't we call it yeah uh first time for the show i think that we didn't finish the cigar yep yeah uh i'm not gonna be too brokenhearted about it though no 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 i would like to say just to continue on with their thing police yeah. officers are th- uh, 14 per 100,000 worker deaths Tied with them are maintenance workers, and just behind at 13 per 100,000 is construction workers. So being a construction or a maintenance worker, which I have done both, is more is as dangerous as being a cop. Now, why don't we have, you know, garbage man flags? Because being a garbage man is more dangerous than being a cop. Or delivery driver flags. Being a delivery driver is twice as dangerous as being a cop. Literally twice as dangerous. Could it be that it's not about the truth, Mike, and it's about <laughs> the social agenda? 
That being said, I have a couple. I have several neighbors who are uh, sheriffs, uh, deputies, and the sheriff, and uh, they're nice guys. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to yeah. rip on on no, any profession sheriff. at all. It's just yeah, um, no, the, certain the, for some reason certain professions seem to get the limelight, and uh, professions like janitors or garbage people, um, well, garbage men, garbage women, garbage thems, not garbage people. Um, you know, but in those professions, uh, don't really get the limelight, and they do a huge service for, uh, for the rest of us. Oh, absolutely. The world would uh, literally stop operating if the people who run the garbage trucks stayed at home. Yeah. Uh, or if the maintenance workers of the world just stopped going to work. You know. That is true. <laughs> but uh, I've never needed a cop ever. Uh, in my entire life. So there we go. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we put the kebab on the uh, Bella Vanilla. Um, I don't. I can't. I'm trying to even like imagine somebody who'd enjoy that. Um, oh, oh! I took a big puff off of it, and it was you just have. horrible. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. I thought. Mate. I thought almost for a minute, like I was, I was getting down there, and I'm like, I think maybe, and then like that acidic. Um, blast hit me and I was like nope it's not getting better I was hoping maybe like the last two inches were going to be like the real sweet spot uh, but that's not true um, and if you want something vanilla moon trance all the way if you want something a lot sweeter than that um, almost anything else <laughs> definitely not that one Yeah, um, two, two, two thumbs down yes um, but uh Stick around. Next episode, we're going to smoke Eileen's Dream, which is, what, Irish cream flavored? Yes. Yes, it All is. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.